The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Mark, as well as Matthew. Mark chapter 7, if you turn there first, please. And then find Matthew 15. We'll read both sections of Scripture, really the same story. And from them we get kind of a composite. It'll be interesting how this all works out tonight as my notes were evaporated on my death of my computer for which I'm very thankful sometimes you can get constricted by notes we are very dependent on the wind of the spirit tonight and hasn't he already touched us we could just go home and say we had church but I'll take just a few moments. I'm not going to preach long to you. I know many of you have work, and I want to be sensitive to those of you that have an early schedule. We never want to wear you out. We want to keep you hungry. Coming back Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mark chapter 7, find verse 24. And let's read through verse 30. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, And he entered a house, and he wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. (laughs) For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Did Jesus, Pastor Jesus just called her a dog? Verse 28. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. And then he said to her, for this saying, go your way, the demon is gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying in the bed. Matthew. Man, I'm going to tell you what, it is really thick in here. (laughs) Presence of the Lord. Matthew 15, verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter 
is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, but even little dogs eat crumbs which fall from their master's table. And Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that the consequence of this service would be far-reaching even into eternity. I pray and ask that you would be so gracious to take a coal from your altar, Lord, and place it upon my lips that as I preach and as I pray, as I speak, it would burn faith in all of our hearts. That we would be changed, we would be transformed, that you would release your power. You'd release faith in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I might say something that's worthy of writing down, so I would encourage you to write things. It always helps you to remember. The story, is, as we see, is recorded twice. In the book of Mark, Mark is Peter's emmanuasis. That means that Mark heard the preaching of Peter, the stories from Peter. Peter was actually there and shared these stories and and he wrote them down as he heard them from Peter. And, and Matthew, Matthew was an eyewitness. And some say that Judge John Mark was actually there at all of these events too. And I certainly agree that he would be at most of them. I don't know if he was there for this particular one. But the stories differ just a little bit. And when you combine them, you see a composite picture of what happened with this Syrophoenician woman, this Greek woman. The context is the religious leaders who see themselves as clean or they're arguing about clean and unclean. And and these religious leaders, they see themselves as clean, but they're really not clean. They're defiled. And in comes this woman, a Syrophoenician And she pleads with Jesus. And though she's considered unclean, being a Syrophoenician, being a Greek-speaking person, she still gets her miracle. Jesus is seeking privacy, yet she comes in and pulls on his anointing, if I can say it that way. He said, what do you mean she pulls on the anointing? The anointing is a word that you'll see in the Old Testament as well as in the New. In the Old Testament, kings, prophets, and priests were anointed. In the New Testament, everybody can be anointed. By the very fact that Jesus lives inside of your heart and my heart makes us anointed. To be anointed is to be endued with power, to have power from God. 
power from God. That, that, that is what the anointing is. It's, it's power to get the job done. So sometimes we have these, you know, these highfalutin Christianese words that we use and nobody knows what we're talking about. Oh, that's so anointed. To be anointed is, is to have God's power on it. That, wow, that God's power is on that. His presence is on, on that. He's here. The anointing is here. And for sure, for Rizzle, the anointing is definitely here. God's presence, his power is here. She comes and she pulls on that. And she receives a miracle. And it really is rather astounding. And the words that he uses in both texts, in Mark 7, as well as Matthew 15, he refers to healing, which is healing and deliverance, apparently, because her daughter has a demon. And that's a, that's a mouthful and a revelation in itself. Kids can have demons. Children can be demonized. Adults can be demonized. Demons don't care how old you are. I recall a story of many years ago, I had a lady, a single mother, come to me at the end of the service, and she said, Pastor, I think my little boy's demonized. I said, well, why would you say that? And she began to tell me the different things that were happening around the house. And she said, would you please pray for him? I said, would you mind if I talk to him for a little bit and then I'll pray for him? She said, sure, go ahead. So I picked the little boy up and as it was, I brought him up in the pulpit. I, I don't know why I did that. I put him on the, I put him actually up on the pulpit, sat him on my pulpit. And people were greeting and having fellowship and it was wonderful. We had a great service. And I'm talking to this boy who's, I think he's about five years old at that time. And I said, so, how are you doing? She goes, good. I said, awesome. So your mom wants me to pray for you. Okay. I said, well, she's a little concerned. She goes, yep, yep. I said, well, what's going on? And he just kind of looks down, and he looks straight at me and says, Jesus leaves when I play with Pokemon. That's what he says. Unsolicited. I said nothing to him. He says to me, Jesus leaves when I play with Pokemon, when I watch Pokemon, I think it was a video, and, a, and I thought, well, that's interesting. I don't even know what a Pokemon was. I said, oh. And then he gets this creepy look over his face, and he says, and Digimon, Digimon is bad. Digimon's bad. Now this is, we're talking 17 years ago or something. We're talking a long time ago. And I said, oh, well, I'm going to pray for you. He says, okay. So I pray for him. I believe God touched him. There's no dramatic thing that happens after that. And so I sent him on his way and I talked to his mother. And I said, let me tell you what your son said to me. When he watches Pokemon, Digi, with Digi Pokemon, that Jesus leaves is what he says. Now that's from the mouth of a babe. And she says, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I said, you know? She says, yeah, it sees videos and, and Pokemon. And I said, and Digiman, what's that? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, he really likes that one. I'm thinking, he gets this creepy look about Digiman and Pokemon and all that, and, and he really likes that one. I said, you know, those are the things that are actually causing problems for your son. 
And you need to eliminate them from his life. You need to remove. She goes, no, I can't do that. I said, why not? She says, he just freaks out if I try to take anything from him. And I said, so what? No, 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 I, I, I can't take I said, ma'am, if you do not take those things, this is going to escalate, and it'll get continually worse. And furthermore, you're going to have a prison ministry if you don't learn to discipline and train your kid. Okay, so she didn't like me so much after that, but it's just true, right? If you don't want to hear the truth, then don't come talking to me. Amen. I'm just going to be part of put sugar on it as best I can, but I mean, come on, right? And so... She leaves. She doesn't come to church anymore. You know, goes to find a church that, I don't know, whatever. She just, you know, we just didn't have fellowship anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, she goes somewhere else, I think. Now, she was stayed a part of our church. Ten years later, ten years, ten years later, I'm, I'm at our main cathedral in the Hawaiian Islands. And I see this kid that... It, I would imagine it to be, it kind of looked like the kid. Now he's, he's, I think he's 16, maybe 17 years old. He's tatted. I mean, he's just cuffed. You know what I'm talking about? At 16 or 17, he's got more tattoos and all kinds of stuff. And I'm not like, we're not talking all nice little happy, cute tattoos. We're talking, talking ugly stuff all over him. And he just doesn't look good. And so he seems so demonized. I just felt drawn to talk, drawn to talk to him. That's that's how we roll around here. I, I just, if I see somebody bound up, we're going to be looking forward to meeting you, see if we can't help you. So I went to shake his hand, and he just looked familiar to me. And I said, "How you doing?" He's like, "Not so good, man." And then dude was Murph, big, dark, dark. I mean, like dark. And I said, "Well, what's going on?" He goes, "A lot of not such good stuff, man. I'm looking for my mother." I said, "Okay." And then I thought. It's that kid. I said, dude, I know you. He goes, yeah, you know me. I go, You're, aren't you that little boy from when you were at my church up there? Was that you? He goes, yeah, that was me. And his eyes filled with tears. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that stupid mother. I, forgive me for saying it. It's true. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. She, because, because of, honestly, I'm going to call her stupid, but the truth is, because of the broken places on the inside of her, she couldn't enforce what real love is. Real love says no. Real love, really, come on. Real love corrects and holds the line. But because she didn't want to hurt her kid and she had places within her that were really abused, and that's the truth, forgive me for calling her stupid. She was just wounded and couldn't give what needed to be given to train that young man. And so we have another boy that, I don't know, maybe he's not even alive right now. Here this woman comes, and she's crying out for her daughter to be delivered. She breaks protocol and talks to Jesus, who we know that she knows that he's the Messiah. Because in, I believe it's in the book of Matthew, Jesus, son of David, it could be... Mark, because I lost my notes. So you have to just figure it out for yourself. <laughs> so she comes and says, Jesus, son of David. Now, when anybody says Jesus, son of David, like blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus says, Jesus, son of David, he's affirming, she's affirming, you're the Messiah. I know from the ancient scriptures, I heard about you. You're the one. 
You are the one. Heals the sick, set the captives free. You're the one. The spirit of the Lord is upon you for you. You've been anointed to heal the brokenhearted, to heal the sick, to cast out devils. You're the one. And he basically, in one, ver- in one of the texts that we read, doesn't answer her, so he ignores her in Matthew. In both, he refers to her as a dog, which Gentiles were referred to by Jews as dogs. But he says a profound, profound statement. He says, healing is the children's bread. I want you to say that. Say, healing is the children's bread. What does that mean? That healing is a covenant right. It's a covenant privilege that God gives you if you're one of his children. To many as believed in him, he gave them the right, the exousia, the power, the authority to become children of God. So when he say healing is a children's bread, he's talking about the Jews and how they had a covenant relationship with them. But those outside of the covenant, the dogs, couldn't have the bread that belonged to the children. Healing is a children's bread. Say it again. Healing is a children's bread. Jesus came to heal you. Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to break every bondage, every curse. Jesus came to raise you up, heal you, and make you whole. Jesus came. And and when Jesus comes into your life, when Jesus is, is power is manifested, cancer cannot stay. Impossibilities before the very name of Jesus bow the knee. They cannot stay. And if you're saved tonight, it is a covenant privilege that you have to walk in freedom and and healing if you're not saved tonight we can remedy that by the end of the service Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil turn to Matthew chapter 8 if you would There is no sickness and no disease. There is no demon, whether it be attached to you or somebody else, it can stay. It cannot find habitation in your life. But you must forcefully evict it, and it's a covenant right that you have. It is children's bread. Any children in here? Matthew 8, verse 16. When the evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. Now, the reason they waited till evening, because it was the Sabbath. And they had in their mind that he's not going to heal on the Sabbath. So they wait till the Sabbath is over, and then they bring these demonized people. And he cast out spirits with a word. And he healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Turn to Exodus chapter 15. Genesis, Exodus. Exodus chapter 15 is a favorite chapter of mine. Moses. 
They come to the the waters of Mirah. They're three days without water. So they've been delivered out of the house of bondage, out of Egypt. And they're three days without water. How many of you know that's not good? It's not good to be without water. They have no food. They have no water. They're three days. And they see, like, on the horizon, they see a body of water. Now, can you imagine the shout and the joy that overtook them? Oh, yeah. I knew he was going to come through. I mean, it's the third day, after all. Woo! Water! And they get there, and it's poison. Let down. Sad face. And the Lord speaks to Moses and he shows him a tree. He shows him a piece of wood and he, and he throws it in the water and it becomes sweet. It becomes drinkable. Look at Exodus. You all there? 15. Look at verse 26. And he said, if you diligently heed, that's listen, the voice, the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. That's a present tense. And when you read it, it's present tense. It's not the, the, the Lord who used to heal. He's the Lord who heals right now. And, and he's a covenant. And it talks about, this is covenant language when you read this through. The same thing is true in Matthew as well as in Mark. There's a covenant language that's being spoken. He says that healing is the children's bread. Here, he's talking about covenant. Moses cried out to the Lord, verse 25. The Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And set, there he tested them. And he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord. That means you've got to hear his voice. His voice right now. You've got to hear his voice now. My sheep know and hear my voice, Jesus said. So it's an ongoing hearing of his voice. It's not just hearing his voice back in 1963 when you were at, you know, the outpouring that took place, the charismatic power that was released. It's not just hearing his voice then. It's hearing his voice continually. You have to hear his voice every day. Some of you have a lot of wax in your ears. Many of you hear the voice of God, but you don't know you're hearing him, so you dismiss it as maybe your own... Your own voice. How many of you can talk to yourself? Yes, go ahead. Tell yourself, you look handsome tonight. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. The voice of the Lord is it's the same voice you heard that say, give your heart to Jesus. It's the same, the same voice that, that urged you to put your hand up that time when you gave your heart to the Lord. That's his voice. If you, if you heed or listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight. How many of you know God's got a way of doing stuff and it's not necessarily your way? And many people want to be healed, want to be delivered, but they refuse to do it God's way. Newsflash. Do it your way. It'll fail. Do it God's way. You get healed. Victory 
is yours if you do it God's way. I don't like doing it God's way. I want to do it. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Yeah, you've been like that since you came out your mama's womb. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I'm my own man. Yeah, well, how's that working for you? How's that working? Nobody needs to tell me what to do. Don't even. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Hashtag no. Some people are so filled with rebellion. They want the children's bread. They want the healing. They want the deliverance. But they refuse to hear his voice. And they refuse to listen to the word of God and obey. God has a way of doing things right. And it's not your way. But I'll tell you what. I found this. I've come all the way from Wasilla to tell you if you will obey his voice. If you will heed his commandments. The power of God will come on you. Come on your family. Ah, come on your life. Come on. Say amen. Amen. Yeah, but look, sheeps say yes. Goats, but. Just throwing your head at the Lord all the time. <laughs> this is not on my notes, which is good because I don't have any really. You heed or listen to the voice of the Lord your God if you do what is right in his eyes and you give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes and none of these diseases. It's covenant language. And with this precious lady, this Syrophoenician, she has a covenant. There's covenant languages being used. Let me talk to you as I bring this to a close about how to get a miracle. The first thing is be persistent. Don't quit. Don't let up. So many people throw in the towel right before they have the the visitation of the miracle. They get irritated that God hasn't come through for them in the first 15 minutes of their crying out to God. The 15 minutes come and go and go, see, I knew it. I knew it, just whatever. Healing is not for today. You have to be persistent. And if you will be persistent, God will release miracles. Look, faith is manifested in persistence. I've wanted to quit at times. and Not any time recently. But there was a time in my life when I thought maybe there was something to quit to. Except I knew there wasn't. So it was kind of confusing for me. And I would say, God, I don't want to do this anymore. I quit. And the Lord would be like, where are you going? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd gone. You know what I mean? I, I'd gone down the many rabbit trails. I've been in all kinds of situations and circumstances. I've done just about everything there was to do. I knew that none of that worked. I, I had and tried and did all that stuff. So when I'm standing before the Lord, going, I quit, and He says, "Where are you going?" I was like, "Oh snap!" You know, I mean, that's it then, because there is no place to go. And I knew the word that said. I know the word that says, well, you alone have the words of eternal life. Nobody has touched me like you. Nobody has impacted me like you. There's nobody that's been, that loved me and been long-suffering and patient and kind. Lord, you've touched me over and over. You've spared me, healed me, set me free over and over. And the snare of the fowler and the arrow that flies by night. God, you've delivered me. Lord, where am I going to go? He's like, that's right. You're not going anywhere. 
Okay, then. Lord, where are you going to quit to? You're going to go back to your old crutches? I mean, I, you know, smoking crack doesn't help you. Drinking won't help you. Shooting dope won't help you. Getting another girlfriend and trading your old one in or your boyfriend to get a different model won't help you. Just be persistent. She was persistent. She didn't go away. Jesus was straight rude to her. She passed the test of faith. She wasn't offended. Some of you get offended. Somebody looks at you half sideways. You're like, see, I knew it. They just, whatever, man. Some of you are like a walking offense. You're just like an offense waiting to happen. She couldn't be offended. You ever see somebody that's desperate and hungry and thirsty? It doesn't matter what you say to that person. They're going to get the drink of water. When you could straight haul off and false crack them, as they say in Hawaii, and they're still coming. You could offend them. You could, do, you, you could do all kinds. They're still going to come and get what, whatever they need from the Lord. You know what I'm talking about? We live in such an onion skin society where we've raised a bunch of sissies and babies that don't know how to contend and get offended at the littlest thing. When, when real faith stands and persists. You say, I, I don't want to go over there. They offended me. Look, if you haven't been offended here at KC, you will be soon. It's all part of your training. Hallelujah. He said, you're offending me right now. Well, good. Maybe you need to be a little offended. You know, the word of God offends. Jesus spoke words that offended. The word of God will offend you. Liars and thieves and fornicators go to hell. Are you offended now? That's what the Bible says. Come on, smile at me. Go ahead, smile. Praise God. I didn't make the rules. She didn't get offended, and she knew that Jesus had power. She knew that Jesus was good. She knew that Jesus had power. Tonight, tonight as we bring this to conclusion, be persistent in the miracle that you need for your family, for your life. Don't be offended. And many of you will receive even miracles or maybe receive miracles tonight already. But if you didn't, it doesn't mean he's not on the throne. It doesn't mean that he didn't defeat hell and death. He did, and he is. He is on the throne. He is defeated hell, death, and the grave. He has. Now, I don't know his timing. I don't understand why God does certain things. I just know that he has power, and I know that he's good. He's a good, good God. She received that healing and saw it really as an expression of his mercy. Where are you tonight? Let's take care of this first. If you're not right with God, don't you leave. Don't you cross across the threshold of those doors and go out to your car without getting right with God. Do not do it. It's a mistake. You say, well, I'm just not ready. Yeah, the enemy makes sure you're never ready. So I need to get some things right. That's not how it works. You come to him just as you are, and then he changes you. He receives you, loves you so much that he then changes you. Some of you have been running, ducking, hiding, jiving, doing all kinds of stuff. And, and you know you need to get right with them. Maybe you've slipped in your walk with Jesus. You've drifted away in your walk with the Lord. 
all across this place, those online tonight. If you're not right with God, I implore you, I plead with you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to him. Yield. Give your heart to him. You've crashed the bus enough, slick. Give him the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel, right? Should we have Hannah come and sing that for us right now? Come on, some of you need to give Jesus the wheel. If you die tonight, do you know for sure whether heaven would be your home? Are you positive? Are you certain? Have you given your heart to Jesus? Have you given your heart to him? Have you repented of your sin? If not, do it now. You say, that's me, Pastor Dan. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Those under the sound of my voice, that's you. You know it's you. You know God's knocking on the door of your heart and he's saying, let me in. If that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him on the count of three. First time or recommitment, count of three. Put your hand in the air. One, two, three. Do it right now. God bless you all the way in the back. God bless you. I see that hand, ma'am. Raise your hand. You need to get right with God. There's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. God bless you. I see that hand. I see that hand, young man. Would you stand with us all across this place? Whether you raise your hand or not, maybe you're just going to affirm your faith. You're walking with the Lord and you're red fire on hot for God. That's great. Let's all pray this together. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Take out the heart of stone. Put in the heart of flesh. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Holy Spirit, I pray now touch each and every one. Fill them. Come on, you have the freedom to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray. Release your power. You need a miracle. You need healing. You want to stand in for somebody else. Quickly come to the front. Like the Syrophoenician, healing is a children's bread. It's covenant right for you. It's a covenant right for you because you're his son or his daughter. I'm going to pray for these. Service is almost over, just a moment longer. Thank you, God. Lord, right now, loose the working of miracles all across this place in the name of Jesus. working of miracles right now in Jesus name in the name of Jesus touch
Jesus' name. That infirmity. Total healing in the name of Jesus. Total healing in Jesus' name. That's it.
Toby and Dee step out into the aisle right here. Father, thank you for this couple. Lift your hands to the Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Lord, the tremendous testimony they have of your goodness. And I'm just here to remind you prophetically and to declare that God is elevating you. You are being promoted. I don't know what's happening on your job, but I believe God's promoting you there also. There is even coming an uncovering of some things that have happened in others. And I just, I see, I see that happening. I see like an unraveling that's taking place. And an exposing, and there's going to come even elevation out of that. Blessing and promotion for you. Even in your home. You're in the midst of what I would call the kitchen sink principle, which is when the devil done been beat, he plays cheap. So he tries to throw something at you like a kitchen sink because he's not going to fight regular type fighting. I declare and prophesy to you elevation, promotion, and increase. He's going to smooth it all out. I pray over you tonight, covering the blood of Jesus over your home. All the kids, come up here. Yeah, come on. Get, get, your, get your whole family. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Just come right behind them. Lay hands on them. Put your hands on your dad, your mom. Lay hands on them. All right. Where's that little prophet? All right, he's out. We'll let him roll. Come on, pray, pray for your parents. Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you. We pray a covering in the blood of Jesus over them and the blessing of God. I thank you no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I thank you that every tongue that rises against them in condemnation shall be condemned, for that's the inheritance of the saints. Bless this home. Bless this marriage. Bless their children. Bless their finances. Bless their comings and their goings. Lord, it's for this time and a season that you've called them, Lord. I thank you for that. Well, new level, new devil, you know. But with a head that big, you can't miss. Blessing. Does that make sense? Promotion. It's not without a fight. But you've already won. You fight from a place of victory. Nothing to fear. Perfect love casts all that out. Blessed, content for it. Holy Spirit, let your power come right now. Jesus. Family hug, family hug, praise God. Lord, we bless this family. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus and just worship him. Come on, just worship God. Come on, worship God. Come on, worship God. Minister Micah, just lead us. Come on, lift my hands to the heavens. 
emotional healing right now. Those online, be healed. Children's bread. Children's bread right now. Release children's bread. I look to you. Yes, God. I trust Come on one more time. Just your voices. Look to you. I look to you. My rock, my healer. I trust in you. Sickness cannot stay. Sickness can't stay any longer. Perfect love. Perfect love is casting out fear. You are the God. You are the God of all power. Is your will my life? Can you say amen tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for what you've done. Thank you, God, for your grace and your goodness towards us. Thank you, Lord, that you are the Lord, our God, that healeth thee. Release healing, blessing, deliverance for those that are bound and bruised for the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Bless your people, cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them, be gracious to them. Keep them. Give them peace. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I hope to see you Wednesday night. Please be sensitive to the environment that's here. People are being ministered to. If you'd have fellowship, we hope that you would. Please have it out in the lobby. Just let people be touched. Some of you just need to come spend some time at the altar. Don't be in a rush. Ain't nothing on TV worth watching anyway. You can eat later. Come on. Some of you just need to really press in, contend, be persistent. Amen. God bless you tonight. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065 or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.